Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome to our new year, 2022. Thank you guys for joining in on my podcast, January the 1st, 2022. And I know that a lot of you have probably um, made some promises to yourself. They call them New Year resolutions. I personally don't do them. Um, my my prayer is, Lord, uh, I just want to do better today, better today than I did yesterday. I want to follow your will. I want to follow your way. And, and of, of course, we all want change because God wants us to change. He wants us to grow from glory to glory and faith to faith. I dropped in today because I simply wanted to say that living is giving. <laughs> yeah, yes. You know, uh, John 3.16 tells us that it was for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. So if you want to live this year, you're going to have to give this year. And how many of you know that everyone has something to give? We're going to get into this in a second, in a minute, in a moment. But before we do, we're going to pray. You already know this. Father, we thank you for being in the middle of us, in the midst of us, being the head of our lives, making, leading, guiding, and directing us. Father, we come before you this day saying, Lord, Father, forgive us for everything that's in us, uh, for our ways and our wills that we use to go contrary to you. Um, Father, we come before you today. We say we surrender, not our will, not our way, not our want, Lord. We want what you want. Our heart desires to fulfill your desire. And so, Holy Spirit, we pray that you and ask that you take the blinders off our eyes so we can see, open our heart so we can receive and believe. And so we can become doers of your word. We want to mimic you, Holy Spirit, Father God. We want to be disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ. And, um, Father, we just give you the glory, the honor, and the praise as you impart a rhema word and you give us wisdom to show us how to do what we know in Jesus' name. We will become doers of your word, Father, not hearers only in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Again, you guys, thank you for joining in this on my podcast, Biblical Principles for Inner Healing. This is Dr. Pearlie Martin. And today we're going to talk about how living is giving. <laughs> Some of us are not living because we're not giving and because we're kind of like self-centered and that's why we're so miserable. Life was not created. God did not create us to be self-centered. He wants us to be Christ-centered. Jesus said, I didn't even come to be served, but I came to serve. And as disciples of Jesus Christ, we're called to serve others, not just to be self-servant, but to be Christ-servant. And when life is all about us, it makes it hard to see the needs of others. But how many of you know that living is really giving? He said that our real life is hid in Jesus Christ. And I'm here to testify to you, to t- not just tell you, but to testify to you that life don't work right without a relationship, a living obedient relationship to the Lord Jesus Christ. How many of you know that just knowing the word is not enough because even, and even believing the word is not enough. But the truth of the matter is, is how many of you know that we act on what we believe. So if we're really finding ourselves being really, really miserable, uh, I dare you, I challenge you this year, not just this day, but for the rest of your life to become a giver and a giver, we can give in so many different ways. But um, 
Jesus Christ came and gave his life so we can live Christ's life. Jesus said, I only do what I see my father do. I only say what I hear my father say. And on that point, on that, um, we're going to pivot on that point that as being disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ, we have become. We have to live his kind of life. So how do we, and Jesus didn't just come to preach the gospel. He actually came and lived the gospel and he lived it out in front of his disciples so they too can see how to live Christ-like. He didn't come to make church goers. He came to make disciples. The word of God tells us to go into the world, preach the gospel, and to make other disciples, followers of Jesus Christ, not followers of this denomination or followers of that person or follow of that person, but followers of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, we're called to be disciples of Jesus Christ, ambassadors of Christ, ministers of reconciliators. The word of God tells us and teaches us that that uh, we're one body, but many members in Corinthians, one body, but many members and every joint supplies a need. I said that simply to say um, that everybody has something that someone needs and that someone is waiting for the gift that God is putting you. And the reason you're miserable is because your gift is lying dormant and you're feeling dry and dead on the inside. Um, but the good news is, because you know, the, there's no condemnation in any of this, um, because the good news is, is today is another day that we get to do what God say. We're forgetting those things which are behind. Yesterday's gone, tomorrow's not yet. All we have is right now, right? Faith is now. Now faith is. It's right now. So Father God, as we speak your word, impart your wisdom, make your plan and your vision clear to us. Um, so what is it that we can do today? I like to tell people um, that life is a day at a time. Jesus tells us this and he said, seek first, I think it's Matthew 18, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these other things will be added unto us, right? And uh, he said, take no thoughts for tomorrow. You know, we read further down. He said, take no thoughts for tomorrow. You know, he clothed the, the, uh, the flowers, the lilies of the field, and he feeds the birds of the air. So take no thought for tomorrow because tomorrow has enough worries of its own. See, right now, this is where we are today. And when we, we do what God asks us to do today, we have fulfilled God's will for our lives for this day. So you see, don't be overwhelmed by tomorrow. Don't, don't worry about tomorrow. You only have faith for tomorrow because you don't even know what's in your tomorrow. But God does because he's he's outside of time. He's not confined by time, right? He's omnipotent and he's omnipresent. This is why he's a present help in our time of trouble. How many of you know that God was in the trouble before you even got in the trouble? He was already there. He still is the fourth man in the fire. He is a present, the Bible says, a present help. In our time of trouble, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Do you need help? Holy Spirit, help us. Remember, Jesus said, I will not leave you comfortless, but I will send you another comforter. Right? He's going to lead God and direct us into everything that's true. The Holy Spirit is our teacher. He's our counselor. He's with us. He's in us as born again believers. Do you have you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? If not, the Bible says, whosoever uh, believe, if you believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God, that he died and rose, you shall be saved. So just uh, confess with your mouth, the Lord Jesus, Father, I believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God. And I ask that you change my life, that you come into my heart. I believe that he died and he's going to rise again, um, Father. In Jesus name, I pray. Um, thank you, Lord, for saving me and make sure that you tell other people 
because uh, uh, when we confess uh, Jesus before other people, our, fa- our Father, if you confess him before men, our Father in heaven, will conf- he, Jesus said, I will confess you before my Father. But if you deny me before men, I'll deny you before my Father. A lot of times we say we're not denying Christ, but yes, we are. Because when we don't live for Christ, we're denying Christ. Um, we deny Christ, not just by our words, but we deny Christ by our actions. In our reactions, um, there's no condemnation because God knows that the, the good thing about a righteous man, though, is that he, the Bible says a righteous man, he'll fall seven times, but he'll get back up. And the reason the righteous man is willing is getting back up is because his heart desire really is to please the Lord. You know, our spirit is willing and our flesh is weak, but we're not using that for an excuse because today we want to talk about changing so we can grow from faith to faith and glory to glory. How many of you know that life is giving. Love is giving. It was for God so loved the world, John 3, 16, that he gave his only begotten son. So if you're not living a life of giving, then you're not living until you learn to live a life of giving. And when I say giving, I'm not just talking about money, but some of you need to give money too, because you're going to have to, this season, yes, there is a transference of wealth. And yes, the wealth of the wicked, wicked, it is laid up for the just, but in order for us to get the wealth, um, some of us are going to have to give our way out of it. You're going to have to give your way out of poverty. How many of you know that our hand is connected to our heart? For where a man's treasure is, that's where his heart is also. So if, you, if we're stingy, stingy people are very miserable people because we wasn't designed to do that. If you don't, you know, when, when I'm... Um, there's no condemnation. Hold on. Wait a minute. Now, when the, when the, when the widower gave, Jesus said that she gave the most. Why? Because she gave out of her need. It's easy to give sometimes when you got a lot, but when you can share and you only got a little, <laughs> that's when you've given a lot. See, it's not the amount that you give; it's the action. Because you, how many of you know um, that we reap what we sow? And again, it's not just in money, but some of you need. If you're having a problem in finances, if you're having a problem uh, with uh, lack, I'm telling you, um, that's a lack attack. If there's a lack attack, you want to give your way out of poverty. You, you gonna have to sow your way out. You could, how many of you know that you reap what you sow? We reap what we sow. We reap what we sow. Um, that's not just evil things, but that's good things. If you sow an apple seed, you're going to reap an apple tree, right? So if you sow money, you're going to reap money. It might not come back from the same person that you gave it to, right? But God is going to see that it comes back to you. Every joint supplies a need. We're one body, but many members, the Bible tells us, right? And every joint and ligament, it supplies a need. So you have something that somebody needs. Okay, so don't think that you have nothing to give. The devil is a liar. The fact that you are still here means that God has a good plan and purpose for your life this year, this second, this day, this minute, this moment. Quit putting off today what God has asked you today for tomorrow. Because procrastination causes stagnation. Do something different. How do? How, what is it? Uh, um, it? The Bible say that it's the goodness of God that draws a man to repentance. Be good to somebody. When you go to the store today, let somebody cut in front of you. When you go to the store today, pay for somebody. If they don't have enough money, if, if their taxes is $2, pay that $2 worth of taxes. Do something. You're going to have to sow money to reap money. You can't, you can't just do anything. So you want to give, 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 give. 
Give a hug. If you want love, give love. You know, we reap what we sow. If you're me, if people, you know, give, we reap what we sow. Living is giving. For God so loved the world, John 3, 16, that he says that he gave his only, it cost him everything. That was his only one son. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. He gave one son and, and reaped many sons and daughters out of that one son. So if you're, if you're having problems with money, if you're having financial problems, start giving. Do like the widower. Some people say, oh, if I had all this money, I would give it to you. No, you wouldn't. Because if you're not faithful over a little, you wouldn't be a faithful over much. Because see, uh, um, poverty, you can, have, you can be rich and have a poverty mindset. Um, because a poverty mindset uh, is a mindset that believes that if I give to you, then I'm not going to have enough left over for me. But that's not how it works. And, and when we are afraid to give, not just money, but when we're afraid to give love, we're afraid to be friendly to people, and we're afraid to share, or we're afraid to it, fear, fear. God did not give us a spirit of fear, but power, love, and in a sound mind. The happiest people, I'm telling you, the happiest people in the world are people that are givers. I've seen some people that, that was not rich financially, but they were really happy because they was givers. <laughs> These people would give you the shoes off their feet. Everybody don't need your money. Somebody needs a smile. Somebody needs a hug. But when you have an opportunity, um, it, it's like this. When you have an opportunity to bless someone, bless them. If you got $5, then you got some money. If you got $1, then you got some money. If you got a quarter, then you got some money. If you got a dime, you got some money. If you got a penny, you got some money. The widower, everybody, when they, when they did the offering, Jesus, everybody was dropping their abundance in the bucket. But Jesus, uh, the widower dropped her, her mite, her willow mite, and Jesus said she gave the most. She gave the most because she gave out of her need. If it doesn't cost you nothing, it don't count for nothing. It cost the Lord. It cost Jesus something because it counted for something. He understood his purpose for dying. He didn't come to live on this earth. He came to die on this. He said, no man take my life. I lay it down because the same way I freely lay it down, I can take it back up. Don't you know? He said, I can call down 10 legions of angels to rescue me, take me off this cross. It cost him something. We was the joy that was set before him. If it don't cost you nothing, it don't count for nothing. It wasn't a sacrifice. We have to make that flesh, crucify that flesh. Be kind to somebody. If you say you love somebody, um, love is an action word. So if you, if you say you love me, I'm going to look for your actions. I'll show you my faith without my works. The, the, Jesus said, show me your faith without your works. And he said, and I'll show you my faith by my works. How many of you know that love is an action word? It's not just something that you say. Love is something that you do. You show your love by your actions. You show your love uh, by your giving, whether it's a word of encouragement, whether it's financially. Um, make sure that when you're not giving, it's not because you're stingy, because a lot of people are stingy. Everybody has something to give. Give your way out. If you need money, sow money. Sow your penny. Sow your dime. Sow your nickel. 
But do something. If you don't do something different, you're going to continue to get the same results. What area in your life do you want to see change? Living, loving, living is giving. And loving is, love is giving and living is giving. It was for God so loved that he gave. The Bible say that our life is hid in Jesus Christ. And life, like I said, life don't work right without a real relationship with Jesus Christ. You say, what are you talking about when you say relationship? I'm saying that when we read the word, we act on it. It's not enough just to know what it says. And, and, and the truth of the matter is no one cares about how much you know until you show them how much you care. And that's the, that is the truth. You have to show people. Jesus didn't. It was because God so loved that he gave. Living is giving. It was because God so loved. When, when you see a brother or sister or somebody in need and it's in your power to bless them, Don't tell them to go away and wait till the first I get paid. Don't tell them to go away and wait till two weeks I get paid. No, if you got $10 and they need $10, give them the $10. Poverty is a mindset. We have a lot of rich, uh, poor, poverty mind people. They are so stingy that they squeak when they walk. And I'm telling you, look look at a stingy person and you're going to see how miserable they are. Listen to their conversation. It's all about them. It's not about helping other people. It's not about doing anything for other people. Life for them is about them. Because the devil has made, led you to believe that you don't have anything to give. But if you're having problems with finances, you need to, you need to give money. Money is what you need to give. You need to sow something to reap something. You need to sow something to reap something. And it's not that God can't give you money from other places, but the purpose of God giving us anything, any anything, not just the money, uh, whatever it is he gives you, whatever God gives us is to share with others. It's never just to squandle on our own selfish flesh. You show me a miserable person and I'm going to show you a selfish person. Some of you are miserable because the grace is gone and you still, you, you, uh, it's time to move on. Search yourselves. Check yourself. This is a this is a self-check moment because change begins with us. It's about us taking the blank out of our own eye. There's no condemnation because today we get to do some of these things that we haven't been doing. Today we get to do what the word of God say. Give and it shall be given back to you. Pressed out, shaken together, running over. God said, I have men to give unto your bosom. And it's not just money. It's whatever you give. I've seen some of the poorest people with the most joy. Because even though they were givers, these people would give you the shoes off their feet. These were some kind-hearted people. They had nothing, but they would share. They would, but they would bake your cake and feed you first. I'm telling you, some of the happiest people I have met have been people that are givers, not rich. But they were people that was willing to share whatever it was that they had. These were people who houses, you know, you could go and not even be invited. I have a sister-in-law like that. She would give you, Lisa would give you the shoes off her feet. No, she's not perfect. None of us are. But I'm telling you, givers are happy people. Stingy people, takers are miserable people. When life is all about my four and no more, that's a miserable life. That's not Christ-like. That's not living. 
that's being that's a survival. I'm afraid to give to you because if I give to you, then that's going to cause me to have less. No. How many of you know that when well, we have to see everything we do when we're giving, we have to see it as giving to God and not giving to people. Whatever we do in word or deed, we're supposed to do it as unto the Lord Jesus Christ as believers. So when you give, he said to be a cheerful giver. He said, not a grudgingly giver. And he said, whatever a man so has purpose in his heart, let him give. But to be a cheerful giver. He told us to be a cheer. When you are a cheerful giver, I'm telling you, you don't even feel it. You don't even be there counting up the cost. You're just so glad. Excuse me, I'm so sorry. You're just so glad that you had something to give. And my prayer is, Lord, give it to me. Give it to me, Lord. I'll, I'll share. Give it to me, Lord. I'll do whatever you say. Give it to me, Lord. I'll give it away. If God can give it, if he can trust you with it, if he can trust you to share with others, he will share with you. A lot of us are selling for the crumbs when God wants to give us the whole loaf. Because we are afraid to trust God. Fear comes when we lose confidence in God's love. The Bible say perfect love casts out fear. So some people are afraid to give because they don't know God is their Jehovah Jireh. They don't trust God to provide for them. And there's no condemnation because that comes out of having a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. So now our assignment today is, is to develop a love relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ and to give to someone today. Give When you see someone, with, find a need and meet it. Maybe you don't have the money to help buy somebody a pair of shoes, but maybe you have a pair of shoes. You're going to have to start somewhere. You're going to have to start somewhere. Give your way out of poverty. Give your way. Start with you. You at the you at the line and somebody need 10 cents for taxes and they're rambling in their purse for 10 cents. And you got it. Give it. Say here. I got that. It's not the amount. It's the it's the action. It's the intent of the heart. Because if you can be faithful over a little, you're not going to be faithful over a dollar if you're too stingy to give 10 cents. See, it's okay. It's not the amount. It's the motion. It's the movement. In order to change uh, how we are. I know people, I mean, come on now, it's, it's 60, 50, 60 years later, you shouldn't still be struggling with the same financial issues. There's no condemnation because I know that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But if we've been doing the same thing for 50 years, that means we're not growing. And the reason we're not growing is because we're not doing and we're not renewing our mind to the word of God. We're going to be going to church 30 years and not be growing. Um, It's not about going to the building. It's about being obedient to the word that you hear. It's more than that. Jesus said it's better not to know than to know and not follow. He said it's the doer of the word that's blessed. Not to hear only. The reason some of us are not experiencing, um, um, we're not reaping some of the things that we need is because we're not sowing the things that we need. We're not sowing love and we're not reaping love. To be friendly, the Bible says you must show yourself friendly. If you want friends, you got to be friendly, right? That's reaping what you sow. Be friendly and you're going to reap some friends. It's the law of reciprocity. Quit saying that you don't have stuff. The Bible, if you got $5, give what you got. 
It's not the amount. Don't think that because all you got is a dollar, you don't have anything. If you can reach in the bottom of your pocketbook or your wallet and pull out a penny, you got some money. You got something to give. But not just money. Give a smile. Give a hug. Be kind to someone. Open the door. Let someone cut in front of you in, front, in, in the line. We all have something to give. Give a word of encouragement. But don't stop there. Don't just limit your giving to that. Don't use that for an excuse to do more. If we want God to stretch us, we're going to be ha- we're going to have to will it, be willing to change our mindset. The reason you've been living the same way, we've been living the same way all these years is because we've been thinking the same thoughts, right? So we have to renew our mind. Be not conformed, but be ye transformed, Romans 12, 1 and 2. Be, tr- be transformed by the renewing of our mind. Some of us are not going to be able to cross over because we're stuck in our ways. We don't want to learn new technology. We don't want to learn new things. And, and that stunts our growth. Because whether we like it or not, the world around us is changing. We're going to a paperless society. Evil men are really growing worse. So the Bible says love overcomes evil. So show someone some love who's been acting evil. <laughs> Be kind to people. Don't let how they are change who you are. Because when you do, you give them power over you. I'm not saying be a doormat. I'm saying don't let them change you. And when people refuse to change, sometimes you're going to have to move away from them. So you don't be stuck in their cycle. So you don't get stuck in their cycle. Because the truth of the matter is you can't help people who's not willing to change. God can't do anything with it. It was like the prodigal son. He didn't try to stop him when he left the father's house. He let him go. Because love is not control. How many of you know that love is choice, not force? So when the prodigal son decide to backslide and go back into the world, and, and we do it all the time when we when people make these so-called New Year resolutions and then they don't stick with it, that's because, you know, we need to pray and ask God what his will is for us. It's not by might nor by power, but it's by his spirit. God is the very one that gives us the breath to breathe and the strength to move in. And he said, have no confidence in your own arm of flesh, in your own ability. It's not, it's not self-confidence, it's God's confidence. He said, we need to decrease so he can increase. It's about Christ being exalted, not ourselves. And so that's why we fail. Because if you make it, then you can say you did it. But if you do it because God's strengthening you, because he said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens you, then God gets the glory, not you. It's not about us. It's about him. It's about Christ living through us. It's about us being a light in the midst of this dark, hurting world. Quit seeing yourself as a victim. You're not a victim. You're victorious in Christ Jesus. We are more than conquerors and we can do all things. We are heirs and joint heirs in Jesus Christ. We have the spirit of the living God living on the inside of us. If we have accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. How many of you know we're all God's creation, but we're not all God's children until we accept his son, Jesus Christ, as our Lord and Savior. Giving is living. And uh, loving, giving is loving. It was for God so loved the world, John 3, 16, that he gave. His reason for giving was because he so loved. And it's the love of God that compels us 
The Apostle Paul says, it's the love of God that compels me to want to go and tell others. When you love like God loves, it's going to drive you to not to want to go and tell others because your heart desire is to see people saved, not that and wish that none should perish, but that all should come to know the Lord Jesus Christ. That's heartbreaking, knowing that not everybody's going to go to heaven. God knows everybody's not going. Everybody's not going to heaven. We're going to have to accept his son, Jesus Christ, as our Lord and Savior. It's not about religion. We can't get there on grandma, grandpa, or none of their religion relationship. We're going to have to get our own. We were born into this world by ourselves, and we're going to die by ourselves. Living is giving. If you want to live the blessed life, the best life, then the way it's going to happen is you're going to have to start giving because living is giving. Living is giving. Start today. I dare you to start today. I dare you to stand behind someone in the store and they're reaching for change or whatever, or they don't have enough money or whatever, and you stand there. I dare you. I dare you to pay for somebody's lunch today. Get behind them at a drive-thru. You be in front of them in the drive-thru and tell the person, I'm paying for that water back there. I dare you. I dare you. I dare you to uh, let someone cut in front of you to, when the line is long and they got more stuff than you. I dare you. I dare you to hold the door open for somebody to let them go in front of you. These are acts of kindness. What loving living is giving. Um, righteousness, peace, long-suffering, joy, gentleness, meekness. Every good and perfect gift comes down from God the Father. So you see, everyone has something to give. God put it in us when he created us. The Bible say before the foundations of the world that God knew you, right? So God knows stuff about you that you don't know about you. So why not? Why we, what we should do is take time out to get to know the manufacturer of our lives. He has the blueprints to our lives. So if you're miserable today, my challenge to you is to do something kind for someone else. This is why it is really more blessed to give than to receive. Because when you give, you experience the blessing of the giving. And it feels like it happened to you. This is why when people do something kind to somebody, they feel so good. You're experiencing the blessing from the giving. <laughs> Don't you like that feeling? The love of God, he, it just keeps on giving. God loves, keeps on giving. Every day he wakes us up. He gives us his breath to breathe, his strength to move, his life to live. He's saying, they're going to get it. They're going to get it. I want God wants us to know why he created us. And the, he created us to give. A lot of us think it's this big old, it's, it's just one day at a time. The Bible said those who are the sons of God are led by the spirit of God. So each day, just let him lead and God direct you in the way that he wants you to go. It's, you thinking it's this, you're not going to get to the end of the, uh, the end of the, uh, your purpose until you start at the beginning. So every day that we wake up is a new day to begin again, something different and something new because today it's not your newness don't just start at the beginning of the year. Your newness starts at the beginning of your day. So today is a new day, not because it's a new year. It's a new day because it's another day and it's a different day. And I'm bent on making sure that I don't get stuck in routine. 
I want my ways to be God's ways. I want uh, my will to be God's will. So I'm waking up this morning and my prayer is, Lord, you said whoever we yield our members to, that's who we serve it to. So my prayer for today, and I pray that our prayer, my prayer for you and myself is that the Lord will lead God and direct us today, that he will use us to be a blessing to someone else. He will use us to show kindness to someone else. He will use us to show patience and love and gentleness and goodness because it's the goodness of God that draws people to repentance. So I like to tell people, go and show God's goodness to someone so they can repent and be drawn to him. And when people try to say how good you are, so say what Jesus say, there's none good but the Father. And how many of you know that the good I do and the good that you see in me is because of the God, the good God that I serve. It's the spirit that willeth us to even want to do good. I don't know about you, but before I accepted Jesus Christ, I wasn't talking like this. I wasn't acting like this. I wasn't walking like this. I was always a giver because he put that in me. But my giving wasn't glorifying God because I didn't know God to glorify God. I didn't know God to acknowledge God. So when I didn't know God to acknowledge God, I ignored God and I did things my own way and I lived life my own way. And I like to say that a person living life outside of of, of, a, of living life without Jesus Christ is like a blind man driving a car. So please forgive me if I wrecked your life in any way because I was blind and I could not see. But now I'm no longer blind and now I see. And I understand how what it's a privilege and an honor um, to get to serve God's people, the people that he so loved. God loves people. Okay, I got some news for you. God don't hate that person like you do. (laughs) God is a redeemer. It was for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. His plans for us is redemption, not destruction. Okay, so be good. The love, love overcomes evil. It's easy to be evil to people when they're evil to you. But can you be good to someone when they're evil to you? Yes, you can. If we will allow the spirit of the living God to flow through us, we would yield ourselves and say, Lord, this is what your words say. This is what I'm going to do. I trust you for the end result. It's not by might nor by power. The Lord said, vengeance is mine. I will repay. Because how many of you know that in order to get even, you have to become just as evil? In other words, you got to do to them what they did to you. That's not what our fight is. Our fight is to fight the good fight of faith. Our fight is to be disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ. Our, our, our mandate is to live uh, live in love, walk in love, and let the love of God abide in us. John tells us that um, the way we know when, when, when we have love, that means God abides in us and we abide in him because God is love. But he who has no don't love does not abide in God and God does not abide in him. Because love is who God is. It's not that just so God loved us, but God is love. Love is who God is. I don't even know that love is an action word. I, I can tell that you love me by the way you treat me. Because love really is an action word. Love is patient, it's kind, it's gentle. Love is not a feeling. God's love is agape. It's not phileo. It's not emotion. His love is is an action word. It's based upon his actions. It was be- I know God loved me because he sent his only son, Jesus Christ, to die for, for me. When I was when we were yet sinners and, and we didn't we ignored him because we didn't know how to acknowledge him because we didn't even know him when we were yet sinners. The Bible says this is how God showed proved his love to us. That when we were yet sinners, Christ died for the ungodly. 
see, it didn't have anything to do with who we was. It was about who he is. And this is why I say don't let how other people are change who you are. Because God did not allow the fact that we were sinners. He didn't keep he didn't he didn't let that keep him from sinning from loving us. It didn't he didn't let that keep him from sending his only son to die for us. It wasn't based upon who we was. It was based upon who he is. You see what I'm saying? So don't allow how other people are to change who you are. Don't let that abusive relationship, that abusive person, that was what they did. That's who they are. That's how they are. Now you can have compassion for them and pray for them. I'm not saying to get back with them because the truth of the matter is until people have a God encounter, until people get delivered, they're still the same. We have to renew our mind to change our behaviors. And the first step of it all is we have to admit it before we can even quit it. Because as long as we blame other people for how we are, we're never going to see a need to change. Our goal is, the Bible says, to take the plank out of our own eye. Change begins with us. Guard your heart, for out of it flows, a Proverbs 4.23. Guard your heart, for out of it flows everything that you do. Out of it flows the issues that are in your life. So I like to say the issues that are in your life, in our life, is coming from what's inside. Because Proverbs says, just like a man, the water reflects a person's face, um, the, the person's heart reflects their, their life. The person's heart is reflected by their life. What's in us is coming out of us. It's out of the abundance of a man's heart. His own mouth is speaking. So why is you upset at this evil person? Pray for this person. Bless those who curse you. Bless those who persecute you. Pray for those who try, think that they're despitefully using you. My motive, our motive must be the love of God for everything we say and everything we do. We can really ask the question. Jesus, as your disciple, is this what you did? If you don't know what to do, go in the word and see what Jesus did. He is the greatest customer service rep in the world. Jesus, I didn't come to serve, to be served. I came to serve. He washed their feet. It's not about being self-servant. It's about being Christ-servant. It's not about being, hey, uh, look at me, look at me. What about me? What about me? That's not what this is about. It's about being able to see the needs of others because that's what Christ does. It's saying, Lord, here I am. You can use me. And as we uh, as we obedient over the little things, as you're obedient over giving that 10 cent for that person, And the Lord will give you, you know, a dollar. It's a little here, a little there. He said, he who's faithful over a little, I'll make you ruler over much. If God can get it through you, he will give it to you. But it's not to just squander. The, the prophet came to the widow's house and she didn't hardly have it. In the natural, she didn't have nothing but a little bit of meal and oil. She's going to bake her last cake and eat it and die. She was going to eat her seed. Don't eat what you need. Sow what you need. Don't eat what you need. Sow what you need. She was going to eat her seed. And then she would have died. But the prophet, the Lord sent the prophet by so he could multiply her seed. And he said, hey, bake me a cake first. And your meal bearer won't run dry. God is saying, put me first. Seek first the kingdom. Quit running after the resource, the, the, create, the creation, and start chasing after the creator. Don't get on the money wheel. Get in the middle of God's will. 
The provisions are in the will of God. Everything that you need to succeed is in the will of God. He has already provided you with it. But the reason you don't have it yet is because you haven't started chasing after him yet. He told his disciples, he said, take no money, no cloak, no shoes, no nothing. Why? Because he said, I'm going to finance the journey. Everything you need, I'm going to give you in order to do. Don't that make sense that if God asked you to do something, that he would give you what you need to do what you need? The reason we're not having the things that we need is because we're not doing we're not doing what God say. He's not trying to just give you money just so you can have it. He wants to give you money so you can help your neighbor or help someone you don't know so that they will see how good God is, not how good you are. It's not about people thinking that we're good. It's not about people thinking highly of us. It's, it's okay. You know, the promotion comes from the Lord. Let him do that. Let the mouths, Proverbs says, let the mouths of others praise you and not your own mouth. Okay. Um, but it's not so you can take anything that God gives. It's not for you to just take it and squander it on your own flesh. If it doesn't cost you nothing, it doesn't count for nothing. If you can give, you can, if you can only give when you got a lot, that, that, that ain't costing you nothing. You have so many rich people. Jesus says it's easier for the camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to go to heaven. Why? Because a rich people who are stingy have poverty mindsets. Rich people, you have a lot of people with money, not necessarily rich, but you just got people with money. They have a poverty mindset. They're afraid to give to others. They only, their life is only filled with taking care of their own needs or helping people that they know. Even sinners can do that. The Bible say even a sinner can love another sinner, you know, but God loved the unlovable. There's no condemnation because this is a teachable moment because I understand that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So my prayer is, is that the Holy Spirit, as I'm speaking, even now, um, that he will give us a rhema word, that he will help us to see and understand so we can see people the way he see them. And so we can love people the way he love them, because loving, living is giving and loving is giving. Show me your faith without your works. And I'll show you my faith by my works. If someone say they love you, you should be able to see it. It's not enough just to say it. They should be able to see it. And the thing um, that's burning you, the thing that's, that, that your passion, the man with the passion, a lot of times is the man with the call. You might not always necessarily be the leader of it, but maybe he's leading you to it to go help someone else do that thing. Volunteer somewhere. Volunteer at a homeless shelter. Volunteer. I know things are changing, but um, we got to start giving of ourselves because if, if not, we're going to be very miserable people. Nobody's going to care about what we say. Nobody cares about uh, what we know. We need it all. We need to see the purpose of instructions, the purpose of going to the building, the purpose of hearing the word. It's not just so we can know some stuff, but the purpose of hearing the word is so we can do it. The word of God is our instruction manual. So he's instructing us and he's saying, listen here, I need you to go and I need you to give. Not just at Chris at Christmas, as believers, it should be a, our lifestyle. Every day we should be giving. If it's nothing but a hug, a smile, a word of encouragement, an act of kindness, that's the nature of Christ. As disciples of Jesus Christ, we we should have the nature of Christ. The fruits of the Spirit, Galatians 5, 20, 21, 22. 
uh, fruits of the spirit, patience, love, gentleness, kindness. That's the nature of Christ. Okay? So let's put on Christ. Let's put them on. So people can see and believe that Jesus is Lord, excuse me, and that he does so much. It was for God so loved that he gave. I'm getting ready to end it here. Living is giving. And loving is giving. So if you're going to say you love someone, see what it is that you can give for to them. See what it is, how you can, um, how you can help them. Because um, that's what love is. Love is an action word. I'm talking about God's love. It's not a feeling. Love is an action. That God be love. God's love is an action word. Go love on someone. Find something good to do for someone. And that's why, like I said, that's why you feel so good when you do good. Because that's life. What you be experiencing is life. You be experiencing the blessing that's coming, that's attached to the good. You be experiencing the life and life more abundantly. Okay, I'm getting ready to end here. Find someone. Um, give a card to someone just because. Give them a just because card. Not because it's their birthday. Not because it's... Find a stranger. Give them a card. Put on there from me to you. Do something. Do something. You have to break that seal over your life, off your life. It's not just about tithing in the church. It's about giving all the time. It's not just about giving in the building because a lot of us have limited ourselves to the building and we're not ministering to the world. And we see that as our service to Christ. That's the service to the saints. Jesus said, I, I, didn't just come, I didn't come for those as well. I come, the purpose of the building is so we can teach people how to live, to prepare and equip them for the work of the ministry and teach them how to live righteously. So the work of the ministry is not in the building. The work of the ministry is in the field. Jesus said, therefore, pray to the Lord of harvest that he will send for the labors into his field. Because the labors are, the harvest is plentiful, but it's the labors that's few. Because we have made too many church goers and not enough disciples. We're called to make disciples. He told us to make disciples. Disciples are followers of Jesus Christ. There's no condemnation, but what I'm saying is do something for somebody you don't know. Invite that neighbor that you've been saying hi to. Give him a gift card. Go give him a gift card, $10, $5, anything. Just do something different. If you want a new year, you're going to have to do, it's going to take a new year. You're going to have to do something different. You're going to be drastic because a lot of us are just stuck in our ways. And the thing about being stuck in our ways is that when we're stuck in our ways, it keeps us from being able to flow in God's way. Go volunteer somewhere. Do something. Pray for somebody. When someone asks for prayer, don't tell them you're praying for them. Actually say, hey, is it okay if we can pray right here? Whether it's in the store or wherever. Pray for them. We are disciples of Jesus Christ. You really can ask yourself, what would Jesus do? Would Jesus uh, go home and pray for him, or would he just pray for him right here? On Facebook, if somebody say, pray for me, don't give praying hands. Say a prayer. How can this person know what you're saying if they don't know what you're saying? There's no condemnation, but all I'm saying is this. If you, before you can cross over, you're not going to be able to cross over. You're not going to be able to transition. Even though God promised the children of Israel the land of Canaan that was full of milk and honey. And even though he said it was his. And all the promises of God are yes and amen. And everything that's good that comes from God is ours. The word of God is true. But we're not going to be able to press in and to possess it if we're not willing to do the work. We have a part to play. Giving is living. So if you want to experience life and life more abundantly, 
we're going to have to do actually physically put our hands to the plow we're going to have to put some faith feet to our faith and we're going to have to do what God say it's not enough going to the building on Sunday and going to the building on Wednesday it's not enough to listen to uh, Facebook lives five six seven days a week it's what is it if we're not going to do what it says let's not find ourselves being deceived because he said be not deceived it's the doer of the word that's blessed and not the hearer only. There's no condemnation. I'm just feeling this urgency to say you're going to have to move. You're going to have to move. That means we're really going to have to do something. When I'm saying move, I'm talking about motion. I'm talking about doing the word of God. It, his word is to everyone. Feed the hungry, clothe the naked. Like I said, it may look different to you. You may not be called to set up a food pantry, but you can buy your neighbor a meal. You can buy somebody a, a one dollar hamburger and a two and one dollar fry. You can do something because the fact that you're still here means that if you have something that someone else needs, quit seeing yourself as a victim. Everybody has something to give. You don't have money to buy shoes? Get somebody a pair of your shoes. If, you know, donate a pair of shoes, do something. All I'm saying is you cannot be stuck and stagnant in order to grow. The reason we're not growing is because we're not going. Say, why, do, why do God need to pour down on you all this money if he knows you're just going to be sitting there and being stingy? Why does God need to just give you all of this stuff if he knows you're not going to share? He wants to make us distribution centers. If whoever we yield our members to, the Bible says that's who we serve to. There's no condemnation. I'm just sensing this urgency that in order for you to change our, our condition, in order for us to change our position, we're going to have to change our way of thinking. And then we're going to start acting on what you do know. Let me tell you some things that we do know that God has said. Feed the hungry, clothe the naked, uh, pray for the sick, visit the sick, visit those in prison. He said, will you ask God to show you what does that look like to you father show me how can I visit those in prison maybe you can order buy a bible they have prophets that they non-profits that they want you to buy a bible for prison ministry um send somebody a book that you know in prison um um the sick call somebody on the phone or like I said when they're on Facebook asking for prayer pray for that person there's a lot of different ways to do the word of God it may not look the same for everyone you might not be called into a the hospital ministry you don't have to be called into a hospital ministry to pray for someone that's sick you don't have to be called into a opening a food pantry to feed the hungry you don't have to be open a clothes closet to clothe the naked you could you know see somebody that needs some clothes and you know and and uh, just give something to somebody buy some clothes for somebody you know i'm just saying ask god what does that look like to me so a lot of times we want to know what does god want us to do i'm gonna tell you what god wants us to do he wants us to be ambassadors. We're called to be ambassadors of Jesus Christ. Jesus wants to meet someone today. Will you take a minute out to introduce them to somebody? God used people to help other people. That's what outreach is. Jesus did community service. Outreach is Christ reaching out through others to help others. So God wants to use you to help someone else. And quit thinking about yourself quit thinking that you don't have anything to give you do have something to give if you got a dollar you got something to give if you got 10 cents you got something to give if you got a penny you got something to give if you don't have any money you still have something to give you have a smile you have a word of encouragement you have an act of kindness 
Everybody has something to give. Living is giving. If you want to start living, then you need to start giving. And I'm not just talking about the people that you know. Because Jesus said, I didn't come for those as well. I've come for those as sick. Move outside your boundaries. In order to cross over, we must be willing to follow the cloud. We must be willing to be led by the Spirit of God. We got to spend time in the Word of God. Not just so we can know a bunch of Bible verses. But so we can dig in there to say, okay, God, what did you say to do here? How did you say to take off anger? You say to walk in love, Lord. How do we walk in love? What does that look like? We have to know. We have to see ourselves in the text for the Bible to be real. Or we're going to have knowledge puff up, but love builds up. It's not enough just to know a bunch of stuff. My question to you is what is your community service? Living is giving. Go serve your community. Go serve the people that God so loves because God loves people. And when we have love in our heart, it's going to compel us to want to do something. Go help somebody. Do something for somebody else other than yourself. Life is not all about you. God wants to flow through us. He wants us to become his disciples so we can be a light in the midst of this dark, hurting world. I'm getting ready to end it here. Again, this is probably Martin. You know there's no condemnation because today we get to do what God's word says. So, Father, we pray that you give us wisdom because we know that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So, Father, today as we heard this word, Father God, we ask that you impart to us your wisdom. You told us to ask for wisdom. You, you would give it to us. You wouldn't rebuke us. Show us how to do what we heard. Show us how to do what we know, Father God. For our heart desire is to fulfill your desire. Show us how to make the transition and we will do it. Whatever God tells you to do, do it quickly. Just like Mary told him. Whatever God is telling you to do, and he's already told us, feed the hungry, clothe the naked, visit the sick, visit those in prison. We're all called to do that. Jesus did that. You say, I'm not calling the prison ministry. No one said you was. But find a way to do what God say. We're all called to do that. And quit talking about you have to pray about stuff that you already know you need to do. Because that's just an excuse because you don't really want to do it. There's no condemnation, but we have to deal with the deception. Because that's a strong spirit. And if all we know is a bunch of Bible verses and we're not doing the word, that's the spirit of deception we're sitting in. The devil wants us to think because we know what to do, then that's okay. That's enough. That's not true. Because Jesus said it's better not to know than to know and not follow. What is God telling you to do? I'm telling you, I've seen some of the poorest, happiest people. In the natural, they didn't have a lot. But they was the happiest people because they had had kind hearts and they were givers. Giving is living. Give. You cannot outgive God. We're going to reap what we sow. Give money if you need money. Give love if you need love. Give kindness if you need kindness. But we're supposed to give it anyway just because God said so. Okay? Giving is living. I'm telling you now, I'm living my best life right now. Just, I'm living the best life. I'm always saying, Lord, give me some seed. I'll sow it. Seed ain't just money. Seed is things. Give me some clothes, I'll give them. Give me some extra, give me some food, I'll give it. Show me. Show me what to do, Lord. I'm just sitting here waiting for you. I'm waiting on you. I'll raise my hand and I'll raise my heart. We raise our hand and we raise our heart and we say, Lord, here we are. You can use me. 
Everybody has something to, something to give. Share your story. Tell your testimony. Tell somebody how God blessed you when you was in, in a time of need. That's giving. Sow, sow it. Tell your story so God can get the glory. Someone needs hope. Sow some hope. Give some, throw someone a rope. Give someone hope by throwing them a word of encouragement. I'm putting the end here. You guys be blessed, be encouraged. The day is January the 1st, 2022. And if we want to do something new, we're gonna, it's going to start with you. Love, living is giving. Living is giving. Um, my my um, challenge to you today is to start living by giving. It's to start living by loving. And it's to start living by forgiving. Because unforgiveness keeps us stuck in the same way of living. Okay? Father, we're sorry. We repent. And today we're going to do what you say. Don't worry about tomorrow. Don't put off today what God has told you to do today. Don't put it off for tomorrow. Don't say I'll start tomorrow when God is telling you to do it today. Anything in here that you heard, anything, any part of this Bible study that was a rhema word, that's what you heard. That's the word that God revealed to you. That's the word that God wants you to do. Okay? I love you all. Again, please share my podcast. This is Dr. Pearlie Martin, Biblical Principles for Inner Healing. You guys are joining the prayer room. Please put prayer requests. Don't share Facebook videos and all that stuff because I don't have time to watch it. Um, but please put uh, scriptures, encouraging words, and prayer requests in the prayer room on Facebook. Um, please like my page, Raptime Martin. I have more than 5,000. I have 5,000 friends now, but hit the like button and you can still follow me. Um, join my podcast, Burley Martin Podcast on Facebook. And if you guys would like to donate to us, it's the dollar sign, um, Pearly, P-E-A-R-L-I-E, Jay Martin, or hit the support button on my podcast and it, that funds go to my nonprofit. Um, you guys be blessed. Be so encouraged. Keep looking for the good in your day so you can see God's goodness all throughout your day. Don't focus on what's wrong. Focus on what's right because when we're so focused on what's not right, it keeps us from being able to see our God who's so good. Let's not be like the children of Israel who mumbled and complained because every time God did something good for them, they forgot about it. But in everything and in all things, remember to give God thanks and give God praise. That's the best way to start your year. That's the best way to live your year. Giving God thanks in everything. The fact that you're here means that you have something to give. Living is giving. I'm signing off now. You guys, be so blessed. Be encouraged. I love each and every one of you with the love of the Lord because like God, I love people. Okay, till next time. If you um, you guys go to my podcast, I'm sorry, We Care, W-E-E-C-A-R-E 1966.us and subscribe to our website page. That way you can keep up with us. I'm in here. Or on Facebook, it's We Care too. We have the purple logo. Okay. Guys, we blessed the America.